Hey friends, it's Cody Monkman here, and I am so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. Hey, this is a podcast where we don't preach. Our conversations open up more dialogue on Sunday's sermon, tackle current and local faith topics, and upcoming activities at First Christian Church in Clinton, Illinois. You can find this podcast on our website at www.clintonfcc.com or a link to each podcast on our church Facebook page. And again, hey, we are so glad that you are listening to the Monday Recap Podcast. And now, for your Monday Recap. Well, hey friends, good morning. You are listening to the Monday Morning Recap. This is episode 9. and 9? Yeah. And wow. We are back at the Monkman Cottage. Dude, I love the Monkman Cottage. <laughs> I like it better when the coffee's on. But it's all good. Yeah. Nothing like ice. I don't drink enough ice water, so, so this is helpful. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I was not at church yeah, yesterday. I can't believe you skipped all weekend. Were you just like vacationing? Yeah. yeah. No, just kidding. It, High school Hawaii. retreat. Yeah. Not in Hawaii, though. Yeah. Madison? Wisconsin. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin. I got to tell you, Madison, Wisconsin is an underrated city, in my opinion, in terms of great places to visit. For a short period of time. Wait, I, I've never been there before. No one thinks of Madison. I love Madison. Except for I'm not a Badger fan. Well, but I've never been to Madison my entire life. And is it about the same size as Springfield or is it a little bit bigger? A little bit bigger, I would okay. say. And, you know, I think it's the state capital yes, of, of Wisconsin. But just some really cool places. There's a deli there. I think it's Ellie's Deli, maybe. Love it. Love it. It was love just it. really like their downtown area by the capital. Yeah. We went there for dinner on Saturday night. And... Uh, very nice downtown uh-huh. area. Yep. There's, there's a the lake, lake, right? Yeah. 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 Is, that, is that natural? I don't know. But it's <laughs> it was, cool. I was not expecting Madison, Wisconsin to be sitting on a lake. Right. And then right. the way the way the capital, it's like on a peninsula. In right. The, in the middle of the lake. I'm really digging cool. it. Great yeah. place. And you guys had a good retreat? It was a very good retreat. So we talked about how everyone has a story. Right. And every story has beginnings, obstacles, uh, hopes and a future, yeah, and kind of helped um, all the students link the personal story they've been given and see how Jesus can redeem that to be a part of God's grand story. That's great. So it was really good. Cool. O- opened up a lot of good conversations that I think were needed by many. You know, I am going on a retreat this year, a Where personal retreat. I'm going to the Smoky Mountains. It's a retreat. Um, in the arena of spiritual life development, led by um, my daughter's favorite professor at Johnson, Jody Owens. And he's invited me the last couple years, and I've been Mr. Excuse. And I decided uh, I'm a, that's not really my thing, necessarily, to go to a retreat with a bunch of ministers I don't know. And um, I'm going to stretch myself, and I'm looking forward to it. I really am. So what's the, do you have any idea of what the content is for the I, I don't. They usually pick a book of the Bible and kind of focus on that, but a lot of it is personal reflection time, personal prayer time, spiritual growth, and um, I need it. And cool. so late April, I'll be spending a week um, in the Knoxville, and Tennessee this Jody, area. this Jody person. Jody you, Owens. You only know through Jordan at school? Right. Or? I've crashed a couple of her classes uh, since she's been a student there, and he is an excellent professor, and he's reached out to me. Uh, we, we have some mutual friends in ministry that um, have spoken very highly of him, but uh, looking forward to it, definitely. So does, does other... People in Jordan's classes have their dads sit in on. Uh, Jordan said, "This is the only experience <laughs> he's ever had." 
Yeah, the funny thing is I actually <laughs> asked a couple questions, and that was not cool. Oh, I could tell. Oh. Not cool at all. But, uh, you know, what do you do, right? Well, hey, um, so fill me in. How was Adam's sermon? Great Sunday. Uh, Adam recovered from the back injury and blessed us with a message uh, originally intended for the week before, really on God's calling and specifically God's calling on the, the life of the Brucker family to leave Clinton and move to Ohio. And Cody, it was a great day. You missed a great FCC Sunday. So um, was it, did he talk um, basically the same things that we talked about in that uh, special episode of the Monday Recap? Or yeah, he, like- he started by looking at the lives of Moses and Jonah, two um, Old Testament, I guess you'd call them heroes of the faith, that had the call of God on their life and both were resistant. And yet when both relented and allowed God's call to be played out, incredible things happened. Then he just kind of talked about how Trina and himself had been restless for for a season and really felt like God could be opening a door to leave Clinton. And you know how difficult that was? They love it here. Great place to raise a family. The only place they've ever lived as, uh, you know, adults. Um, baby on the way, just a lot of the reasons that they wouldn't want to pursue a call elsewhere. Talked about how if he was going to leave, warm weather was was more to his liking. Um, (laughs) And that Cincinnati, Ohio was never, you know, a destination. But just how God kept opening doors, just some really cool stories about confirmation. Uh, Adam's not an overly emotional guy, but we saw some emotion from him a couple times. And it was a great day. Adam left it, though, with a challenge for all of us that God doesn't just call preachers. God doesn't just call the Bruckers. God calls all of us and that God has a calling for all of us. And for the vast majority of us, it's to make a difference right here in central Illinois, in DeWitt County. You know, just hearing you talk about how he mentioned that he and Trina felt restless, um, kind of a crazy connection here. Um, the last three weeks in student ministry, we uh, looked at the life of Esther. And in the second half, uh, on the second week of talking about Esther, we uh, looked at when the king was restless at night. Yeah. And yeah. he kind of wanted to hear all the history of his uh, ruling and Xerxes, everything. right? And yeah, and that's when he remembered all the things that Mordecai did and that Mordecai saved his life. And yeah. I told the students, I said, you know, when when we're restless at times, um, those are signs that God's doing something. Yep. And he's up to something. And what do you do with the restlessness? You know, mm-hmm. thank goodness that Xerxes didn't, you know, take that restlessness and say, bring me a bunch of wine or, you know, bring me a bunch of entertainers. I mean, because he sure could have. He absolutely <laughs> could, yeah. you know, but I mean, I think it's obvious God's hand was on it. What I love about the story of Esther and the book of Esther is, you know, the name God is never mentioned. Yeah. We, we which talked is about really that. cool. We talked about that. But, but his handprints are all over it. So, yeah, good stuff. Good um, stuff. So, uh... Tell me a little bit about like what the challenge was. And yeah, the challenge really was um, to understand God has a call on all of our lives if we're followers of Jesus and to be in tune with it and to do something with it. And uh, I would agree with Adam. For most people, God's call in your life is to make a difference right here where you're at. Adam talked about how for a lot of people, they're, they're sometimes afraid to pursue 
we'd call it maybe God's will for their life, God's call on their life, because they don't want to have to move to Africa. They don't want to have to move to India. They have this idea that if I really listen to God, I'm calling the moving company mm. and I'm moving to another country, third world country somewhere. And Adam's point was, it's probably that you make a difference with your coworker that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. Or that you make a difference with your children or your, your spouse or your parents or whatever it may be. In many ways, it's, and you know, I know we talk about making a difference where you're at and, you know, in your neighborhood, uh, your family. And a lot of times that can be intimidating and we psych ourselves out. Yeah. And just, you know, going off of what we talked about, the winter retreat, um, it's easy to ask someone about their story. Yeah. What, yeah. What's your story? Absolutely. You know, and that is not intimidating. It's not hard. Right. Um, it, it just means you have to honor them, respect them, and listen to yeah. them. And that opens up doors to where you then can talk about the gospel. Absolutely. And, and the hope that Absolutely. you have. That is not found in this world. Amen. So, Amen. Well, I one thing that I appreciate about Adam is um, he has consistently always been a resource to me. Yep. And uh, a good resource. And just listening to him and how everything has evolved with him moving, um, the thing that I've learned the most from him and Trina is they were constantly – Reevaluating and asking themselves, can we still learn here? Can I still be challenged here? Um, you know, or have I mastered this place, yeah. uh, so to speak? Yeah. And and I, in, as far as like trying to figure out, you know, what is God doing in their life and the direction they need to go. And I've really taken that. I'm and so I've started asking myself that. You know, um, can I still learn here? And and my answer right now, absolutely. Like yeah. there's a there's a lot um, as a 25 year old in ministry that I can learn from you, from the elders, from those in the church. So um, yeah, I just really appreciate Adam kind of teaching me that. I'm gonna miss him a lot. I'm gonna miss the friendship. Um, you know, we've been side by side the whole time I've been at Clinton, and you know, I jokingly said that when I first met him in 2006, he looked like a junior higher. He really did. He was young. young. And it's just cool to see people grow up um, just personally, but grow up in the Lord. And uh, I'm going to really miss him. i got to be honest with you. really am. So uh, you told me that yesterday was the 45th, 44th anniversary of Roe vs. Wade. Yep. 1973. I was not aware of that. Yep. Sad day, uh, in my opinion. Um, it's weird because some people that I really respect, that I that I really love in the Lord, would be offended by that statement that I just made, that Roe versus Wade was a sad day. But it legalized abortion in America, and uh, over 59, almost 60 million legal abortions have uh, happened since. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a couple generations um, in terms of time span and I've never connected with what's into life. I've never understood that, you know. Um, and I know for some people, they don't understand how I can't, you know, um, embrace and applaud a woman's right to choose. Uh, I really can't, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a disconnect. It's a disconnect even within the church, unfortunately, yeah. for some. Well, I know, um, obviously, in my development at ISU, I was in a very uh, liberal 
culture. And uh, I went on a service leadership trip, uh, very similar to like a mission trip minus yeah. Jesus. Right. And um, I was on that trip with people of all backgrounds. And I had some conversations about some girls who were in undergrad at ISU who had went down the path of abortion. And uh, you want to talk about a tense conversation. Yeah. Um, those were pretty tense conversations. But it all boiled down to, um, from my perspective, they were, they're were they not aware of resources. Okay. Like in their personal life, yeah. they didn't have someone that could help them. Said there's there there's a way out, and I want to support you. I want to help you. And that's why I love New Life Pregnancy yeah, Center yeah. in Decatur. There's a crisis pregnancy center in Lincoln. Um, we're getting ready to do this concert, Fan the Flames, Sunday night. All the ticket money's going to Mission Preborn, which is a, a nationwide, probably a worldwide resource, and it really is a fight for life. Um, I think it's really personal to me because I'm adopted. That's my story. Uh, I was born in 1969 before Roe v. Wade was legal, before abortion was legal. And, um, you know, I get emotional talking about it because I think there's a really good chance that I would have never seen the light of day mm -hmm. if abortion had been legal. Now, I've had people really get angry with me and say I'm judging my birth mother who I've never met. Uh, by, by even making that statement. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for a birth mother who understood she didn't have the resources to raise me and allowed me to be adopted by wonderful Christian parents. Um, facts are facts. You know, 59 and a half million abortions in 44 years. That's over a million a year. It's just, it's a staggering number, yeah. quite frankly. So, um, let's... Kind of go to the Fan of the Flame concert. Cheer it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's, uh, I know. Um, so, basically, are you telling me that if I am passionate about this issue, I could buy a ticket to the yeah. Fan of the Flame concert? Yeah. But wait a second. Yeah. I don't like music. Yes. Yes. I, I don't want to go to a concert. Yep. Are I you telling me? check anyway. I can still buy a ticket? You can. Make it out to Fan the Flame. Um, you could buy multiple tickets, and I'm throwing this deal out. Let's say you're a person out there, and you're not a music person, or you're not a contemporary music person, and you want to contribute to this. You write a check, make it out to Fan the Flame for whatever amount you want. You tell me, I'm, I'm buying tickets. I will not use them. I will put people in seats. I will find people, give them tickets at, at your generosity, and get them there. Someday. Look at that. What a deal. I'll do it. This Sunday, Fan the Flame. $100, 10 people will go to the concert for free. Probably young people that will love the music yeah. and love being in the presence of other Christians. When does the concert actually, like, music, music on the stage, 5 o'clock. Okay. Prodigal Worship Band, our boy okay. Samuel Green and crew. And awesome. then um, we're going to have a guest that's performing, and I can't remember her name. I apologize for that, but she is connected with Mission Preborn. She's going to do a couple songs. And then we think about 540, 545, Carrollton is coming on. I love Carrollton. They have uh, led worship at several CIYs the last several years, and uh, just a great group of guys. We're going to be wrapped up by 730 at the latest, probably earlier. Look at that. 
Look at that. Perfect thing for the family this Sunday. Family well, concert. And you know, I, I know there's other church leaders that, that tune in from time to time. There's a group rate that is available. If you're bringing a youth group or a church group, call the office 935-3139. We will set you up. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I kind of want to let everyone know that's listening that goes to First Christian Church yes. in Clinton that your senior minister, Greg Taylor... He would love to play hide and go seek with you. On well, Mondays. let's just call it hide and seek, not oh. hide and go oh, seek. Oh, okay, okay. Hide and seek. So there's yes. no running around. We're not running around. Oh, okay. We're not running around. You can sit in a chair. But uh, we are starting a Bible memory class one week from today, Monday, January 30, 1130 a.m. at the Clinton Y. Huge shout out to Rennie Kluver, Gretchen Isaac, the whole crew at the Y for um, their hospitality and generosity and letting us use their facility. And Hide and Seek is going to be a 30 to 40 minute gathering every week. We're going to memorize two scriptures a week. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I uh, have looked on that post on Facebook. And now take this with a grain of salt, okay? Because okay. I'm not quite sure how they get this number. But I'm pretty sure that uh, the number was like, a little over 1,900 people have seen the post on right. Hide and Seek. It's been shared a ton. Right. So that means like close to 2,000 people have had the post about Hide and Seek yep. at the Y yep. Yep. go through their news feeds. Well, and you know, people have asked me, how That's many crazy. do you want? Cody, I have no idea. One of my best friends in ministry does a Bible memory class every Friday morning at his church, Michael Malik. Two people come to the class. He does it every Friday morning, 6.30 a.m., uh, I'm hoping for more than two, quite frankly. Uh, we can't fit a thousand people in the community room at the YMCA. So, you know, less than a thousand would be <laughs> ideal. But um, it really is exactly what it claims to be. It's a short time frame. It's not going to stretch out to an hour. It's not going to be one of those long, drawn-out things. We're going to memorize two Bible verses a week, and I'll have some devotional thoughts along those lines. We may even have some guest leaders from hey time oh, to time. Hey oh. right? Get excited. When I'm there, we're going to have some hand motions. There you go. Yeah. We're going to have some hand motions week one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to make a song. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, hey, um, so I am hypothetically, well, it's not hypothetical, but I'm someone who works in Clinton. Yep. And get an hour for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Can I come and me memorize some come. verses? You can bring your lunch if you want to. In all seriousness, I'm looking 11.30 to 12. Maybe 5 after, 10 after 12 at the most. Bring your lunch. Brown bag it. Um, run by, you know, Subway, Coffee Corner, whatever it may be. Grab lunch on the way. We're starting at 11.30. We're going to get people on their way. And the really cool thing is a couple months in, we're going to have memorized 20 verses. And, after this, 10 weeks in. and this starts when? Next Monday, Next Monday. January 30, 11.30 a.m. Community room at the YMCA, and there's child care. Hey, you little ones, child care. Perfect. Sounds like a deal. I'm excited, buddy. All right. Well, hey, Greg, do you have anything else that you want to? Well, I just want to leave just a parting shot for the people that listen to this Monday morning recap just to say thank you. But then just to continue to encourage you to share it with others, we would love to... Um, every week I run into someone that finds this by accident, and they say things like, Man, I had no idea you do this. And we just want to get the word out, because 
you know, let's be honest, we're busy. A lot of us have things that come up, and it's just a way to kind of reinforce what's happening with the sermon series and also what's happening in the life of our church. Look at this. It's perfect to listen to on your way to work. Yep. You can listen to it on your lunch break. 20 minutes. If you even, you know, you need to go use the restroom, you can listen to it when you go to the restroom. Yep. Because it's mobile. And we may even have weekly Monkman Cottage updates. <laughs> like the fact your Christmas tree <laughs> On January 23rd. Yes. I love it. Yes. It might become a seasonal tree. I like it. We might decorate it for Valentine's Day. I like it. All right, folks. Well, hey, thanks for listening. And we will be back with episode 10. Next week. Next week. Um, probably not in the Monkman Cottage. Okay. So. We'll go back we, to will, the, we will go back to the church. To the big boy yeah. place. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right, folks. We will see you next week.